way. Hey, hey, throw your hands in the air. Mike's Daily Podcast. And say anyway. Anyway. Because that's where we are. Cafe Anyway, somewhere in Podcastro Valley, the last place on earth. And the show called Mike's Daily Podcast. It's been a long, long couple months. And now I have to say I have had enough. And this is what you need to do. And this is what it is to play in this world this life you have to say enough a wise friend of mine once told me the following mike's daily podcast no is a complete sentence and here's what i've had enough mike's checking email after work podcast you should not yeah Check your email after work. Yes, you need your time off. It's <laughs> and you know why? Because uh, as long as you have a smartphone, you're probably checking your work emails. You probably shouldn't. And here, I'm going to read a line from Glamour Magazine. During happy hour, before your pedicure appointment, at your family reunion, and even on vacation. But a new study suggests that those of us who check our email after work hours are more exhausted. And that that seriously stunts our ability to have work-life balance. That article... From Glamour Magazine Was from 2016 Six years ago Eons ago And that's what they were saying Check this out Going back to 2015 From Money.com Why checking email after work Is bad for your career And your health The availability of smartphones and tablets has made it easy and common to check email anytime, anywhere. 59% of American workers say they use their mobile devices. And here's today's podcast picture. To do work after normal business hours. And that was in 2015. We were doing that. That number has got to be up. Way up. By now. For that amount. Constantly being available online translates into more work hours. And (laughs) this is before the pandemic. When we were working from home, we're working from home. And that totally kicked it over the top. Where now work is just like, no, you should be working all the time. Yes, I agree, Basil the Boxer. The late, great Basil the Boxer. With his two cents. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. I do need more time off. Oh, that's the thing about a dog. They demand you to be to, to have time off and spend it with them They demand it for their health And your health I don't have a dog now But When I eventually get one Sometime this year I'm predicting Later on this year I think it is going to be all about Time for myself uh, I have a great boss Really great boss And I I told him You know I asked for a day off Last Wednesday I was talked out of it And I think I'm being Pushed too far I've had uh, Last month Was incredibly Stressful for me 
we had to change our, our whole system that we use. Not here at cafe anyway, but at my work, work, work. And just a lot of stuff had to be done very quickly. I had to adapt on the fly. And I, I think that we, we all need time. We need time for ourselves. Especially when you're checking emails after work, it can seriously intrude on your personal life. The survey back here in 2015 found that six, I think the podcast picture will be from 2015. I'll pick something. See it at mikesdailypodcast.com. But they found that 68% of people checked work mail email before 8 a.m. 50% checked it while in bed. 57% did it on family outings and 38% regularly do it at the dinner table. And this was in 2015. You can only expect those numbers have got to have gone up. And you can't do that. It can lead to serious health problems. In the journal Chronobiology International, in 2015 I found that checking your work email at home or taking a call from the boss on weekends could lead to psychological gastrointestinal and cardiovascular problems and I have been experiencing thankfully not cardiovascular problems but some gastrointestinal not huge but just like enough and I think it has to do with just the stress of it all If you don't want to be constantly connected, set expectations up front by not getting into the habit of monitoring and responding to email after hours unless there's an important reason to do so. And if it's just part of your company's culture, question mark, well, then you have to decide whether that's company, that's a company you want to work for. Well put. All right. That from money.com. So... The last podcast, we were discussing, oh, all kinds of things. Those bizarre uh, weapons of, of destruction. I don't know if it's mass destruction that Raytheon was working on. And we were talking about how Fauci is saying uh, au revoir, uh, Ribaderche. Now, Ocasio-Cortez... And Representative Omar were among the Democrats arrested at an abortion rights protest. More than a dozen House Democrats were arrested outside the Supreme Court today during a demonstration that involved blocking the street to protest the High Court's June decision overturning Roe v. Wade. Capitol Police made 35 arrests and 17 of them were lawmakers. (laughs) Wow. They tweeted video uh, of their arrests. As we go outside a cafe anyway, we're bringing Mike Steely podcast somewhere in Podcaster Valley, the last place on earth. Interesting. Wow. I wonder what, you know, this is very interesting because, okay, so here you've got a Democrat, a couple Democrats that got arrested. So now, now they've got a record. And you've got a former president who's being, well, all of his past actions are being looked over. And the people that are pro that ex-president 
are saying things like, this is Kabuki theater. <laughs> I hear that all the time. Kab they love that line about the whole Capitol riots hearings. It's Kabuki theater. No one cares. Yeah. Tell that to all the people watching. No one's watching. No. You'd be surprised. If they're not watching, they're hearing about it at night on the talk shows. On the late night talk shows from their, from their more liberal friends talking about it. But just ignore it. Just put up the walls like we were talking about in the last podcast. Amy's Kitchen. A frozen foods company. Based right here in the Bay Area Announced yesterday the upcoming closure Of its San Jose production plant With the inflation that's going on We had a huge increase in costs We had supply chain disruptions We're experiencing a lot of staff turnover And labor shortages A lot of things disrupted production And created startup problems Fred Scarpula The acting CEO and chief culinary officer said Amy's Kitchen was founded in 1987 It's got headquarters in Petaluma Have you visited Petaluma? Maybe I should post a picture of Petaluma See it at mikesdailypodcast.com Opened the San Jose production plant in March of last year After a, in a year of inflation, skyrocketing material costs Labor shortages and disruptions in the worldwide supply chain The company says they were very sad to make the decision to close down the Plant that will terminate 300 jobs Amy's Kitchen has been in the news For other reasons In January Factory line employees At the production plant In Santa Rosa filed a complaint With the California Division of Occupational Safety and Health The workers alleged Unrelenting managers Poor working conditions And demanding production mandates some of the allegations included zero bathroom breaks during a shift and injuries sustained from repetitive motions even after complaints of severe pain. A movement of solidarity grew from the alleged poor working conditions. Mandela Grocery Cooperative in Oakland was among the first stores that started a nationwide boycott of Amy's Products by pulling items from its shelf Two co-ops in Portland Followed suit and Rainbow Grocery In San Francisco Considered doing the same That all from The MSN.com And Nico Madrigal Yankowski Wrote that article And finally Eddie Murphy Is going to star in a holiday comedy Called Candy Cane Lane and you know where you can watch it? Not in the movie theaters Because nothing that Eddie Murphy does now Goes to the movie theaters anymore It's all on streaming But instead of it being Netflix Like the past couple of things he did It's going to be on Prime Video Amazon So Reginald Hudlin Is going to direct the film And it's produced by Amazon Studios Imagine Entertainment Why isn't that uh, Steven Spielberg's thing? And Eddie Murphy Productions From a spec script written by Kelly Younger And inspired by Younger's childhood holiday experiences Murphy's gonna produce 
serving alongside Imagine's Brian Grazier, who's got the bizarrest hair I've ever seen, and the company's president of features Karen Lunder and Sharice Hewitt-Webster. And somewhere in all this, I'm sure, there's a Ron Howard. Because don't they all work together? I think they do. Okay, I know that was so not fascinating, but if you're into Eddie Murphy, there you go. All right. Somewhere in Podcastro Valley, the last place on earth outside a cafe anyway. Look who's here. Hello, my guys. This is Colleen Schwartz, Jeff's supervisor. Oh my gosh, that's really amazing what you were talking about just then, Mike Matthew. Yeah, right. Don't check your emails after hours. Yes. This is what we've learned today. Don't do that. Okay, Mike Matthew. Yes. This is interesting. Wow, this is interesting. All right, what else? Oh, this is interesting too. This is very, very interesting-ish. And that is that the new music is shrinking in popularity. And this was written by Cherise Fruget. The coolest name in radio. But she wrote this article for allaccess.com. And she said, Music Business Worldwide is reporting that... And I once drank wine with her at a bizarre lounge of a hotel that featured a very bizarre, richy, rich uh, clientele. I think we had just come from a Blue October concert at the... House of Blues across the street And I think that's all closed up now Memories But she writes Music Business Worldwide is reporting that current music In the United States isn't just losing market share It's actually getting statistically less popular That's according to a new mid-year report Published by US Market Monitor Luminate It shows that total album consumption Of current recorded music in the US In the first half of 2022 fell 1.4% in volume versus the equivalent metric from the same period from a year ago. Potential reasons listed are lack of blockbuster records being made during the pandemic, a lack of emergent modern superstars, and the fact that young people, as shown by Kate Bush's current world-beating popularity, with the song Running Up That Hill from Stranger Things and from, oh, what album was that? That album that came out in the 80s, that was good. Are simply enjoying old music as if it were new music. And this includes on-demand track streams plus all track downloads plus all album sales on digital and physical formats. This is very similar to what happened in the late 80s when people started rediscovering music from earlier in the 80s like suddenly Red Red Wine got popular and hit number one the, uh, Tempted by the Fruit of Another the song by Squeeze climbed up the charts again and there were a couple other cases too but that song Dancing in Heaven I never thought I'd ever get to beat this far or it'll beep up and others also, if you live in Castro Valley, as we are broadcasting from, apparently 
uh, Castro Valley Sanitation District, which apparently my house, apparently, 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 is not part of that. I'm with some other sanitation people, so I don't know why they send me stuff, but Tiamo, the place that has uh, some fantastic donuts, the mochi donuts, and then they got all kinds of those cool teas and teas with the stuff and the boba and whatnot. They are going to provide a $1 drink discount to customers who use a reusable straw and refuse a disposable straw. Customers received over $125 in discounts by choosing to use reusable straw. Are they still doing it? Oh, and by the way, CV Sanitation also provide, provided 250 stainless steel boba straws to participants. Okay, I don't know if this is still going on, but that's interesting. And finally, because I got to wrap this up, because I accidentally opened my email and mm, that was a bad move. So bad. Eating a banana a day during the heat wave, and it's probably hot where you are because it's hot for most of the earth right now, especially badly in Europe. Eating a banana a day during the heat wave could help you sleep better. Um, that a, when we sweat, we lose potassium, which is really important for the functioning of the nervous system. There you go, says a leading sleep expert. So eating a banana or two a day could make you sleep much better in the hot weather by helping your heart to function normally and reducing the risk of night cramps. Look who else is here. Oh, Mike, this is Floyd the Foreman. And this is John Deere, the engineer, Mike. That was a great show. Hey, how can people call you? <clears throat> they can call me at 336-MM-DAILY. 3 plus 3 equals 6. MM is in Mike Matthews. Daily has been what this podcast has been for a couple of days. Call now. 336-MM-DAILY. And you can email me. And with that, we have a frame. Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye. Yay. And that was FF episode 2462. Listen to past podcasts and catch the podcast. Picture at mikesdailypodcast.com.